Welcome to the MPYA podcast. MPYA is a gathering designed specifically for young adults. In this podcast, you'll hear messages from our gatherings, as well as conversations that we hope will help you navigate these defining years of your life. We hope you'll join us as we explore practical ways we can follow Jesus in our everyday lives. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at North Point Young Adults, and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. But with that in mind, let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, podcast listeners? We're back in the studio for another episode, and lucky for you, Allie is here this time. I'm back. She's back. I'm back. I'm back. Haven is healthy. She is. That is good for us as we parents. We recovered from yeah, that. Yeah, I was Yikes. a little worried for a second there. Me too. Uh, plus, we've got Nathan in here, per usual. Um, I'm back. We didn't think uh, he was going to be here, maybe. <laughs> we thought That's we might have so lost true. him for a second. No, yeah. like we actually... Nathan went on a trip and like lost cell coverage or something and no one heard from him for days and we almost sent out a search party. I was thriving, like thriving. (laughs) Off the grid, Nathan. Off the grid. Which he warned us before he left that he wasn't going to have a lot of cell service. But then a few days in, I get a weird DM from his brother like, hey, have you heard from Nathan? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. no, actually, I haven't. And so then I started worrying. And for a lot, a lot of people, we prayed. Worrying. We prayed. I prayed a lot. I was scared. And I had no idea. I'm yeah. just in the middle of you, nowhere. Had no idea life. what was going on in life, what was going on in the world. I mean, a whole entire new social media came out while you were oh, gone. I've heard that. Threads. Threads. Valley? We're threaded. Are you on yeah. threads? Yeah, I'm on threads. <laughs> Speak now. Taylor's version came out, and I had thoughts. So many thoughts. And threads is the threads perfect out. avenue for me to share them. Allie's crushing it on threads. So if you want to know my thoughts, yeah, I give feel me like a follow. I mean, I jumped on it so that I could just read your thoughts. So really. what's the I don't what's the benefit? Yeah, exactly. I never regularly. hear anything. <laughs> you have so little words and things to share <laughs> with me. What's the benefit from threads to other social medias? Right now, there's a very casual vibe going on that I'm a big fan of. There's, like, no one knows what it's supposed to be, really, so there just seems to be no rules. So we can, like, people, it's just so wholesome. We're just waking up in the morning and sharing what we're thinking and reading what other people are thinking. It feels very raw, and I really really appreciate it. I've seen a strong push from a lot of people uh, just for kindness, which I super appreciate. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's I feel really like nice. The, there is this general awareness that Twitter's mean, and yet people still get on it. I haven't been on Twitter in who <laughs> At knows least. how long. At least 10 minutes. I, didn't you hop back on your Twitter, though, real quick, just to kind of see what I you did. used to post about? <laughs> in, mm-hmm, for my thread, <laughs> I was like, what was Allie like on Twitter back when she tweeted? So I locked on, and man, I had some interesting content as a high schooler on Twitter. Yeah. That's all I have I, to say about that. You're a lot that. better at threading. You know, yeah. I'm, I do I'm wonder better. what our relationship would have been like if we knew each other back then. Yeah, no. We wouldn't <laughs> have had one. It would have not would been. Would not have had one. one. No. Uh, yeah, I was too into baseball and stuff. Um, <laughs> too into Twitter. Well, uh, speaking of threads um, and saying stuff mm. with our words. Stuff. stuff. Uh, maybe we share a word on threads or other social media. Today I want to talk about sharing the word. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? That's the gospel. The gospel. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, good. That yeah. Today I want to talk about evangelism, mm. which I feel like uh, we need to talk about. I mean, yeah. I kind of mentioned it in my message last time on Second Timothy 1, how we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. 
and how Paul is writing to Timothy, um, telling him, hey, don't be ashamed of this. Like share in suffering for it. Like, you know, this is true. Uh, you've had this faith from the beginning. I saw it in you. Um, and so as we were, as I was preparing and as we were thinking about what we should talk about today, I thought evangelism would be a great thing. Yeah. Um, just because it's kind of turned into something that I feel like gets pushed to the wayside a lot of times in the church. Like, I don't know if it's something that many of us are waking up every day thinking about, I got to go evangelize. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to go tell somebody this good news. It's more like I am going to go to church on Sunday. I read my Bible this morning. Um, but I feel like this aspect of Christianity, which is a very central and core aspect of going and telling people and taking the gospel out there has kind of been lost on us mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think most of us just feel maybe a little awkward sharing. Maybe we feel like we don't have um, all the knowledge we need to go tell somebody about it. Um, we don't know exactly how to do it or if, or we feel like we're not skilled enough to share, um, that maybe it's better left to the professionals, um, the pastors, the people up on the stage. Um, so I just thought, yeah, it'd be helpful to talk about it, hopefully begin to debunk this myth that it isn't something for everyone because it really is something for everyone. If you are a disciple, if you are a Christian, then you are called to evangelize. That's what Matthew 28 uh, tells us. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I just want to talk about it. But also, uh, as the three of us were sitting around kind of talking through this, what we wanted to say, um, we also had this feeling that, man, we were, we don't do this enough. Yeah. Uh, I think as we started to think about it, we started to feel very convicted ourselves that, man, we want to talk about this. We want to tell people what we know, but maybe we haven't done the best job of this ourselves that maybe we just kind of sit back in the church Mm -hmm. and wait for people to come to us so that we can share it with them. Um, And so I think we just felt this burden, like, let's go tell some people about it. And it was funny. We were just meeting and we're like, we should go do this tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And so today we spent our lunch break uh, just going and telling people about Jesus and um, trying to evangelize. We did do that. We did it. I was thinking about um, just like our culture that we live in. We live in a cultural a culture that loves viral things. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, like yep. TikToks go viral. And, you know, like even Aisha, my wife, she'll be like, yeah, have you seen this thing on Amazon? It's like the TikTok. It's viral on TikTok. It's like the Amazon cleaner. Yeah. And I'm like. What? It's this brush you can buy for $18? Yeah. You know? Just because a lot of Cleans. people are kind of but into it. But it's viral on TikTok. It's viral. Yeah. We all need yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. you think of, like, even uh, threads, like how fast mm-hmm. things and People news. just jumped on it. Yeah, it's like 100 million subscribers. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Early adopters. Week. Like, news spreads fast. Good news. That's good. Good yeah. products. Yeah. Whatever it is. Why is the gospel not spreading Dude, and fast? another thing about that, how quickly... We want to go fast. tell somebody about it. Yeah, we're all talking we about We hop on threads. threads and we want to go tell people about it. I don't it. even have threads. I, yeah. I've never even seen it, but yeah. I'm talking about it. Yeah. Like, why are we not doing that with the gospel? It's so true. Mm. That's true. And I do want to say, going back to what Clay said, for this podcast, we never want to be the people that are like, you need to do this and you need to do this without looking at our own selves. Totally. And, yep. and realizing that we have no authority to tell anyone what to do, but we especially don't have any influence if we're not doing the hard things and and doing it ourselves. So I think we really had like a pretty heavy moment yesterday when yep. we were talking through this of like, we can't 
talk about this because we don't <laughs> we yeah. haven't been doing it. I mean, I do. And it's easy for people specifically in ministry to be like, no, no, we tell people about Jesus all the time yeah. when they show up to our event. That's good. When we're on a stage with That's a good. microphone, we tell people about Jesus all the time, which in my opinion is so much easier yeah. than walking up That's to someone right. and interrupting their day and entering into their world. And so, but it's important. It's yeah. everywhere. And I think one of my biggest fears personally is coming cro- across as a hypocrite. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. want to be hypocritical in my faith. I don't think y'all want that either. No. And I know that that is such a big turnoff for people who look at Christians and watch mm-hmm. Christians. And so, yeah, one of my, and I think that's why I got so convicted in the moment and wh- how why I can get convicted a lot is that, man, am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Am I living out what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think it was cool and just a good moment to sit back and think, am I evangelizing? Yeah. You know, so thanks, podcast world, for yeah. <laughs> for holding Big us shit. accountable yeah. for you didn't even yeah. mean to. Yeah. Um, but getting into that, I mean, we can kind of share a little bit about what happened today. I know, Nathan, you had a pretty good interaction yeah. with somebody. Yeah. We um, I was just passing by him and. You know, we were kind of talking about different strategies to take on how to just start a conversation. Because mm-hmm. this is kind of like a different version of evangelism versus someone that you know or have a right. relationship In community. With. Right. Yeah. It's definitely we different were, types. And so it was yeah. totally like, hey, I'm just going to walk up to you and start a spiritual conversation. Yeah, we were trying to challenge ourselves a little bit. <laughs> right. So we kind of like, I think a good strategy is we were going to walk up to them and just say, hey, I really feel like God's put this on my heart to tell you, mm-hmm. blank, whatever that is. And I just saw this guy. Um, we were walking by each other. He wasn't on his phone or anything. And so I just said, hey, I really feel like this could be super awkward and weird to you. Uh, and even I know it's random, but I really feel like God wants me to tell you that he has a purpose for your life and a specific purpose and that you're loved and you're worth so much to him. Mm-hmm. Do you have a faith? Mm-hmm. But pause. Tell me, because you went up to him and you said, I feel like God wants yes. me to tell you this. Hash that out. Like, did you actually, like God was like, that person, right. tell him this. Or like, what? That's good. tell me about that. Well, I will say, um, you know, like when we were going out, it's like we're, we have a goal in mind. So we're looking for people to have these conversations with. But I saw him on the other side of the street, and I was like, if we cross by the time I get over there and he's still not on his phone or talking to someone mm-hmm. or hasn't changed directions, then, God, I feel like you have put him in my path. Yeah. And so it came that moment where it was like he's walking straight towards me. He's not on his phone. He's not distracted. This is the chance. Yeah. And so I did feel in that moment, like, the Spirit was mm-hmm. teeing that up. Um, but then at the end of the day, too, like, God loves everyone. Right. And there, he and has he, put yeah. worth on everyone, and he has died on the cross for everyone. And so, you know, to say those truths, that's true across the board for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it's superficial by walking up to someone that we don't really know and saying, like, hey— God loves you, and I mm-hmm. want you to know that. Yeah. And God wants you to know that. Yeah. Because um, that's like an overarching. Right. Just and then I ended the statement with, do you have a faith? Mm-hmm. Because that kind of puts the ball back in their court. Mm-hmm. Um, it just continues the conversation. Continuing the conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How did it? What did, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a really good conversation. <laughs> we ended up talking okay. for like 15 minutes or okay. so. Um, 
he said that he does believe in God, and he asked me if I did, and then— And he turned it on you, and then he evangelized right. you. Right. Wow. And then <laughs> as we started getting into more of the details, I started realizing he doesn't believe in the Christian faith yeah. that we would um, say is our Christian faith and what our— we believe the scriptures teach. Um, and so we got to have some really good conversation on discrepancies in different translations mm-hmm. and scriptures that are interpreted differently. Um, but just overall, I think the thing that was so like burdensome was he said that he believes in God, but he knows he's not going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he's okay. He can't. Yeah. And he's yeah. okay with that. And he's okay with that. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. was so burdened, like, there is hope for you. Yeah. And God has created, like, he loves you so much that he didn't want to leave you in this place. Yeah. And so he sent his son to die for the sins of the world that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that you can have the peace and the hope of heaven. And he just didn't see eye to eye on that. Mm. And I just was like, man. And I asked him, what's the point? Like, what's the point of, one, ascribing to a faith system? Right. But also, what's the point of life if we're just on this earth and we die? And there's no hope. There's no hope, even though he does believe in God. Right. And so, you know, it just made me burdened and really, like, my soul was just sad Mm -hmm. because I'm like, man, there's someone who who has—it's available. Hope is available. Yeah. Um, but he's just not walking in that. and But that's the reality for so many people. Yeah, which is interesting. And even going back to this conversation about evangelism, like praying that, hey, we're not told that we'll ever see the fruit of things right. that we do. And so I feel burdened too, but it's like, okay, God, like you clearly put him on Nathan's heart. They had this cool conversation, and now all we can do is trust that, you yeah. will provide another person along his walk, or you just make those words echo in his head until he believes them. So. Yeah, because ultimately we don't save anyone. No. You know? Oh my gosh. Like, we're just scattering seed, mm-hmm. and some seed falls on rocky soil. Some fe- seed falls on, you know, soil with weeds that gets choked yeah. out. And then some seed falls on fertile soil. Yeah. And we don't know where we're at, if mm-hmm. we're the waterer, the planter, yeah. the harvester. Um I think, too, what this kind of showed me today um, is that these people are walking around in our city. Yeah. That we don't necessarily have to go overseas mm-hmm. on a mission trip to share the gospel. You but can, that, though. You should. Definitely you should. should. Go to the nations. I believe that that is also in Matthew 28. But just making the point that I feel like maybe the reason we don't always evangelize is because we feel like, oh, everyone already knows Mm-hmm. about yeah. Jesus in our city, in our nation. It's kind of out there. Yeah. People already have formed an opinion. Everyone's already been evangelized. Yeah. Me walking up to someone <laughs> randomly, I feel awkward because I'm going to tell them Jesus loves them and they're going to be like, okay. Can I tell I a quick know. story about my childhood? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I feel like it. Yeah. I feel like. Why, am I, why am I scared? Okay. I, yeah. I know. I was like, yes. Well, okay. This maybe. is another point. As a kid, this was a lot easier for me to go tell people about Jesus. Um, I was homeschooled. So, like, in church, you hear, like, okay, go tell people about Jesus. <laughs> go invite them to church. Go do these things. And I was homeschooled. And then in the And you were going to be awkward either way. 
Uh, so yeah, here we uh. are. It's rude. <laughs> so I go into middle school in the sixth grade. I go to a private Christian school, but in my sixth grade head, I need to tell all of them about Jesus. And so I remember this so clearly. I'm sitting on a bus on our way to cheer camp next to this girl named Tor- named Tori, and I'm like so nervous, and I'm like working up the courage. So I I look at her and I go, "So were you a Christian?" Like that, that was my, that was it. And she that looks a, at me. Hey, that's a great intro question. She looks at me and she goes, yeah, Allie, we all are. <laughs> and, we all are. And I was like. Literally everyone everywhere. Okay. And then that is why I have so much anxiety around this topic now. Cause she was like, like duh. duh, you dummy. Like, of course I am. Anyway, that's a story from my childhood that honestly just kind of It's still affecting you head. today. Well, like, but, okay, that's what we think. Like, yeah. we, that was for real. That, that is like, why would I go tell anyone they're going to they be know. like, yes. They, and it's annoying that you asked. And I. That's what I'm saying. It's but and, but. and I feel like in our minds, we either think they either are a Christian or they at least know about Christianity and they've made the cognitive decision yes. to so not live. follow. Yeah. Yeah. And so like they don't are, they don't need to know the gospel because they already know it and they've yeah. just chosen not to follow it. And that's just so not true. Like we're in a post-Christian world, yes. an mm. anti-Christian yes. world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was driving home yesterday after we were kind of talking as well. And just this was on, so on my mind right now. And so I'm passing all these cars in traffic, just thinking, man, there's so many people in this yeah. world right here in front of me, right around me in my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just no way they're all following Jesus. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just inspiring me to go and tell someone. And yeah. The other thing is, I'll just be listening. I was listening to a podcast with you not too long ago where this girl has grown up in the city of Atlanta, the city that I have also grown up in and gone to church in and know all these people. And it's like, I don't know how you can live in the city of Atlanta and not know much about Christianity or religion just because it feels like such a core of our culture specifically. And yet she had like no clue. She was yeah. using some different vocabulary and kind of trying to talk to it about, yeah, talk about it with him. And I'm listening and thinking she really has no idea mm-hmm. yeah. what Christianity is, what yeah. religion is. Um, just because she's, I guess she That's never, true. I, I don't think her parents were Christians. And so I think she just grew up not ever really having any interest or thinking about mm-hmm. it too much. Yeah. Um, all that to say, th- I'm just realizing, man, we should be doing this more and that the harvest is plentiful. plentiful. Yeah. yeah. That there's people around us right now um, that we could share the gospel yeah. with. So. And so then, and that's why I want to have this conversation. So how do we do it? Like, right. how do we get out there and actually tell people about it? Well, I, as I've been processing all of this too, there's a piece of scripture that's kind of been following me around. I don't know if that happens to you guys. I feel like one piece. Totally. But it's from First Thessalonians, and it says, um, So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us. Mm. And I think that part of because you are dear to us is, at least for me, the heartbeat and the motivation behind this. Because if we go out and start telling people about Jesus to make ourselves feel good, right. we're not going to care about that person. Right. We're never going to follow up with that person. Like, in a different realm of evangelism, the people in your life, like the friends that you have that aren't believers, the family members so many people have that aren't believers, the motivation behind 
telling them about Jesus and wanting them to know God needs to be because you love them. Right. And if you love them and you ultimately know what eternity is, right. then you should be borderline panicked for these people because you love them so much. And so a big prayer of mine, even going into this season with the high school ministry that I work in and young adults and telling people about Jesus is God, help me to love people. Like if I don't Mm -hmm. love them, Mm -hmm. if they are not dear to me, if I do not feel broken over other people, Evangelism is going to be so empty and Mm. pointless and for me, which the last thing is for us to make our faith about us. So so that's really been my heart and prayer. And that's, I feel like, for a lot of people who are like, okay, this is overwhelming. Where yeah. do I even start? Pray for a heart that loves people, mm-hmm. that loves strangers, that loves people in your life who are broken and hopeless and don't have hope like the guy you met, Nathan. Like, mm-hmm. God, break our heart for people because— I really think we can't build off of that unless we are actually, these people are actually dear to us. But also realizing what hangs in the balance. This story is kind of intense, but I worked at a camp um, two summers in college. And a story that um, the camp director would tell a lot is there was a boy who came to camp. He was in elementary school and he ultimately put his faith in Jesus and then got in a car accident and passed away on the way home from that camp. Wow. And so the, the weight of like, Hey, we do not know what tomorrow holds for anybody. And so not to, scare people or put pressure on people or like whatever, but there is a lot that hangs in the balance. And so loving people will ultimately push you and motivate you to do the hard things and embarrass yourself and be uncomfortable. And so I don't know. I think that when we think about that, I feel like coming from the posture of people being dear to us is really important. Here's a question I have. Um, Like that sound, I'm all on board. Sure. But here's my thing. It's harder for me to evangelize to friends and family Mm. than to random people. Yep. Because there's, like, a risk there. Yeah. Like, I'm going to see them tomorrow Mm -hmm. and next week and next month. And this person I randomly meet on the street, I may never see again. Right. And so what they think of me or the rejection doesn't matter as much as someone who I have a relationship with. And there's such this risk of vulnerability of like, okay, I, I, I'm i going to do this. Like, yeah. Here we go. Jumping we in. Go. Like, how do you get over that? Well, I think it comes down, and this is going to sound hard what I'm about okay. to say. I'm ready. It comes down to do you care about your relationship with that person more than you care about that person? That's good. Mm-hmm. Because if you care about your relationship more, you're not going to have that hard conversation. But if you actually love and care for that person more than you care about your relationship, then you're going to have those hard conversations. So you have to decide what you care about more. But even I've had a com- like not a spiritual conversation with a friend before, but like a hard conversation that I knew was going to potentially put our friendship on right. the rocks. And I said, hey, I'm about to have a conversation and I need you to know in this moment, I'm putting you before our relationship. Yep. And this is really hard for me. And I acknowledge that that's what I'm doing, but I care about you. So I'm going to do this, even though I hate it. But even using that language of like, I care about you more than our right. relationship. And that's hard. 
But no, I, I get it because we do care about our relationships with people so much. But what do you care about more? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the true test of love mm-hmm. is do you care about their soul? Right. You know, like that's how you know you truly love someone. Yeah. Um, I think about the idea of lifestyle evangelism. Mm. Like that was kind of a term used and thrown around in the church when I was growing up. Just about like, you know, like, oh, the way I live shares the gospel Mm. and preaches the gospel. My lifestyle preaches the gospel, which I think is necessary. Yeah. But it can never replace Mm. actually sharing the gospel with words. Yeah. You know, like lifestyle evangelism backs up us sharing the gospel with our mouth, it doesn't replace it. Hmm. Like, no one has ever gotten saved from us saying, have a nice day, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so, like, we have to share the gospel, so. like, walk so. through the gospel and share it. It's good news, and we have to use our mouth, you know? And I think Satan, in some ways, loves to throw this lie in our head of you're doing enough hmm. by your lifestyle, mm-hmm. and that's enough. I don't like that. Why? I don't like what you just said. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm not, but I I don't like it. I don't like because it. Because it's so much more comfortable to be like, right. no, I'm just gonna do the right thing. Right. And people will get saved. And and I'm not saying God is so powerful. Let me just say right. that too. God is so powerful and he's totally. way more powerful. Like I I think lifestyle evangelism, I, God can work through it. I do. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think that's when we trade our com- that's a comfort. We're just chasing after comfort and well, telling ourselves, yeah, to me, we're good. To me, lifestyle evangelism is a front door where <laughs> yeah. you are living a holy life. You're living in a way that people notice is different than the rest of the world. You have a hope that not everyone else has. You have a joy that's um, yeah, being expressed more than someone else. And to me, when I see someone living that way or if I see you living that way, it leads me to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me... Lifestyle evangelism is amazing. You should be living a life that is modeled after Jesus and lead people to want to know why you're living that way and asking good questions. Where's that joy coming from? Why are you peaceful? Exactly. Yeah. And so as I mean, I think there is an aspect to it that that is evangelism. But when the opportunity comes, when someone does ask you about it, you got to be ready to tell them about the hope um, that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I. When I, a couple of years ago, I spent some time in Africa, and leading up to that, what really laid it on my heart to go was this passage in Luke 15. It goes through three different stories. Jesus tells three parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and then the lost son or prodigal son, as we know. I'm um, coming home. <laughs> and it's these three different stories about a sheep, a coin, and a son that were lost and People were looking for them, Mm -hmm. you know, like the shepherd went and found the one sheep that Mm -hmm. was lost. He left the 99 and the coin was lost. And it says they turned like they turned everything over looking for it and they threw a party in the neighborhood. And then we all know the prodigal son that when the son was coming back home, the father was running after him. Yeah. And then I heard David Platt. He had this quote that said, the only thing worse than being lost is being lost with no one looking to find you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it just wrecked me. Yeah. Like, there are people across the world and in Alpharetta and in Atlanta, in Ohio, that are lost and no one's looking to find them. Mm. Mm. 
and God's pursuing them, but we're his body, his mm-hmm. bride, we're his vessel, we're the mm-hmm. church, like his plan A for the world. And that's, you know, like that's our yeah, job. I mean, Jesus, they could, God could just take us up to heaven at any moment. Totally. But I, he has us here in order to share the gospel. Exactly. In order yeah. to tell people about it because we want to get as many people there as we possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. The beautiful thing too is to kind of change the perspective, it's not a burden. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. Yeah. yeah that's like good. what a privilege it is that we get to do eternal work, like mm-hmm. partner with God. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. That we get the opportunity. It's so true. Like I said, he could have chosen any way he to get his gospel out there. Like write it in the sky with lightning, <laughs> you know? Right. Like exactly. Exactly. But he chooses us. Humans. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. And something Clay said in his message last week that I want to reiterate because it's so good the gospel is good news. That's right. I think so many of us walk around like, hey, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> yeah. I have can to I put tell this you about regulation God? on like, you? I'm sorry. But, sorry. But you have like, to live this way. Yeah, but that that's not this is the greatest news in the history of the universe infinity that's not a yep. term but like this is good like we that's should good. be excited about this that's right and present it in such a way i'm very guilty of being like ha you know like totally. yeah. sorry to bother you with this sorry good news to bother you but do you want to be free yeah. you know like do yeah. you want to yeah. you want all of your chains of addiction <laughs> to fall off like <laughs> sorry you know like yeah. it's that's so real though good news right. and yeah. we're so guilty of acting like it's bad yeah yeah so no i think nathan you're right like this is a privilege truly to carry this and to get to share it with people we love and sometimes strangers yeah yep and then i think going back to that story you shared from camp Mm -hmm. where it yeah there just wasn't much time really we didn't know they didn't know yeah they didn't know right uh and i was just sitting here thinking i think that's a good reminder that we don't know how long we have on this earth right. or how long anyone really has. Yeah. Um, and we live thinking that we have time. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of us, the reason we don't share is because we go, we, we as human beings, I'm not sure we can, it's healthy to walk around constantly thinking we don't have any more time. Like we have yeah. to get all of this done right now. And so I think we kind of walk around, we, we think we have plenty of time to share this gospel. We think we have like, I, I'll see them later. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have yeah. to do it right now. But then you hear stories like that, and it's like, man, what if they had never heard? But, yeah. okay, I'm a young adult. I'm listening, and I'm like, man, that's so true. But I can't share my faith. Like, I don't know enough. Mm. I don't even, like, I don't know the Bible well right. enough. What do I do? I think there's two things that pop into my head. Yeah. Number one is your testimony. That's good. Nobody yeah. can argue That's right. that, when yeah. you say, hey, I was dead yes. and now I'm alive. That's so Like, good. here I, like, no one can be like, no, you're, you know, like, I don't know. No one's going to argue. But right. also going back to the simple gospel that, you know, John three sixteen. a lot yeah. of us memorize it as a kid. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. Like, hey, you were separated from God. God loved you so much he didn't want to be separated from you, so he sent his son to pay the penalty that you deserve to pay. And now all you have to do is believe in him and you have eternal life. Yeah. Like, I think we complicate it. That's so true. We do, but 
If you have, if you memorize John three sixteen, that's all you need. Truly, yeah, you don't have to so have Ephesians memorized. No. Yeah, yeah and I, I think I think to your point, like we overcomplicate it, and I think the enemy loves to put the lie in our head. Mm-hmm. You don't know enough, so keep yeah. your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, and he loves to use that lie because yeah. it works on me. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But I do think part of it too should maybe spur you on to. Pick up the Bible totally. <laughs> and study the Word. Yeah, read it. Read get Romans. to know it. Yeah, yeah. Learn the Romans Road or Roman Road. Yeah, yeah. Like be prepared to share. I mean, Peter tells us that too. Be prepared to share the hope mm-hmm. um, at any given moment. So, um, yeah. As we kind of wrap up, any other final yeah. thoughts? I do want to say, and this is, I think that this actually can be a really emotional topic for a lot of people who mm. love people who don't mm. love Jesus. Yeah. And have been trying to tell. And have been trying and realize how little control that they actually have because we don't. This is not up to us to save people. It's up to God. And I know there's someone in my life that I struggled for a long, long time, and I prayed for her every day for like 10 years, and she's still not saved. And that affected my relationship with God a lot. And so I do want to acknowledge that um, and tell a quick story. I have a very sweet friend who um, she's the only person in her family that uh, knows Jesus or she was. Spoiler alert. Darn it. Um, (laughs) Darn it. But she started going to church. She started serving. Yeah. She she has this joy that she carries that she would take home. She has a little brother, a mom and a dad. Her mom got so curious because she was going to church and talking about Jesus and talking about what God was mm. doing in her life. Her mom got so curious, she started going, she started serving. Wow. And then her little brother realized that church could be fun, so he started going. And now she just told me a couple days ago that her dad has started going. And they they weren't like, I don't know about church. They were like, we hate church. Mm. Wow. But they saw her change and how she was living. And it it goes back to lifestyle Christianity, but it was both. It's like, hey, this is what God's doing in my life and I'm going to keep living my life and I'm going to continue to pray for my family. And for so long, she was discouraged and she was frustrated, but it's been like six or seven years and she's now starting to see some major fruit. And like, it's God's timing, you know, like in yep. this conversation, there there comes a surrender of we got to so we got to surrender. We love them. We got to live in this tension of loving people and not being able to control. Um, so yeah. I do want to say yeah. this isn't like a fun, easy thing. This yeah. is hard and it's sad sometimes. But ultimately, this is what we're called to do. And. And it's worth it. And it's the greatest privilege mm-hmm. we could ever get to be a part mm-hmm. of, you know, spend our lives doing. That's and, good. And I think just overall, like, it's just a perspective shift. Yeah. Like, we're walking around seeing people differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And we have top of mind, like, hey, how can I have a yeah. spiritual conversation with them? Yeah. Not how can I beat them over the head of the Bible mm-hmm. or just, you know, come up to them and be like, hey, do you know Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Christian on the bus? Right, on the bus. Throwback to my but, childhood. But, you know, just ways, intentionality. Yes, yeah. that's Intentional what. Intentional ways where we can bring up Jesus mm-hmm. and have spiritual conversations. Because I think what we realize, too, is people actually aren't, like, against it. Mm-mm. They're open to conversations. Yeah, yeah you had a conversation today, and you're standing 
here today. You're, right. You're okay. Right. And you're the guy, Skype. the guy was totally open. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was like, "Hey, do you have time?" And I'm like, "Of course I have time. Yeah. I started this thing. Yeah, yeah. I've got plenty of time." Yeah. No, that's yeah. good. I think that's a huge thing, especially that I walked around learning today that just staying off my phone, walking around, looking at people and watching them versus being distracted and having AirPods in my ears being and in a rush. being in a rush, walking fast, mm. head down. And as I began to actually scan the the field mm. and look for people, yeah, not really a field, but the sidewalks, um, I just began to see people the way I, I, and praying, God, help me see people the way you see them. Yeah. And I just began to have eyes for mm-hmm. the people around me. Um, and so, yeah, I do think intentionality is a big thing. Awareness is a big thing. Going back to what you said real quick. I'm just trying to wrap us all up yeah. here. Uh, there's so much. I feel like we could continue talking about it. Um, I do think prayer is a huge part of this. Just continuing to circle and yeah. um, have yeah. Like, as you're walking around, be praying. God, reveal someone to me uh, to talk to. Um, I do think the Spirit has a big part to play in this, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I just heard— The most biggest part. (laughs) Uh, I just heard a quote uh, from Timothy Keller. One of his big taglines recently that I heard was, we collect the wood and put it in a pile, and we pray that the Lord would bring fire. Mm. Um, And so— at the end of the day, we're just wood collectors. We are um, looking for the people. We're trying to lay the foundation. We're living a life um, that m- models after Jesus, and we're praying um, that they would come to know um, so Jesus, really come good. to know the faith. Wow. So we, um, yeah, so awareness, <laughs> prayer, um, going back, three, t- a couple takeaways, love people. Um, we start with loving people. Mm-hmm. Um, lifestyle is great, but we also need to share it with our words. Yeah. Um, that's how we get it out there. And um, use your testimony. Yeah. Use your story. I think that's a great place to start. Pray. And then just walking around with awareness. Yeah. It's like five takeaways, actually. <laughs> strong takeaways. Um, maybe we'll talk about this again next time. Who knows yeah. where it's going to go. I think as we journey through Second Timothy, there is a lot here mm-hmm. on evangelism, sharing the gospel, preaching the word. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. But it was a great great episode go and share yeah go and share take it out there Uh, we love you guys and we will see you next time yeah good stuff thanks for tuning in to the NPYA podcast to learn more about us you can follow us on social media at North Point Young Adults or head to our website northpoint.org slash young adults and if you enjoyed today's episode make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss one see y'all next time